You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings Daily Fantasy, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing positions, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the State of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Episode 142 of the Soda Pod. I'm going to start things off with saying that the Minnesota Wild, they can play with the big boys sweeping the Vegas Golden Knights. Unbelievable series sweep for them. Um, Hoppy, how's it going? It's going good, man. And I wouldn't know anything about that because I was watching the real hockey this weekend. <laughs> And for those outside of Minnesota, that is the Minnesota High School State Tournament that you were referring to. It was one exciting weekend. You, exciting weekend you were telling me prior to jumping on here. Great games. Some of the best games, man. And Eden Prairie, holy shit. Like, as much as I don't like them for obvious reasons, like, they had to come back and win an overtime game to get into the state tournament. Had to win in overtime in the semis, which that semifinal game against Maple Grove might be one of the best games that I've ever seen at the state tournament and then another overtime game to win the championship over Lakeville South. I, I don't know what else I could ask for besides Gentry Academy, either not being in the high school tournament or moving up to double a. And there you got because for me, that's a lot of gibberish, but I love the passion and this is Minnesota wild and Minnesota hockey podcast. So there you go. Right off the hop. Um, I'm just scrolling Twitter here. We did actually have a, a, a question come at us earlier from uh, Connor underscore MN. He says, at the soda pod. So I'm asking a few people this. I retweeted it. So now you're asking a lot of people. Uh, sorry if you wanted to keep that indoors. Connor. Um, 20 games left in the regular season. In your opinion, what do the Wild need to accomplish in brackets, regular season and playoffs? 
uh, for this to be considered a successful year. Hoppy, how about you take this one away? Make it into the playoffs and not get swept. <laughs> That's pretty much where my bar is set up for this year specifically. Yeah, because already they they jumped St. Louis. So in my in my eyes, based off my prediction predictions, it's a successful year. I think um, everyone's going to jump St. Louis. <laughs> I know there's there's 20 games left, and I'd probably echo what Hoppy said there. Um, they're they're going to make the playoffs. I'm confident in that. Now show you know why you made the playoffs. Actually, you know, make a dent. Don't get swept, um, and you know, leave a mark and be competitive. And I think you know, even if they don't go far. Even if the first round goes seven games, six or seven games. and, and I think six is plenty good, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. Um, some other people ch- jumped on that, but uh, you guys can check them out at the Soda Pod on Twitter. Uh, let me just quickly run down the show. We're jumping into the hoppy hour right off the bat. In the hoppy hour, we'll do our uh, What's on Tap segment. I know our friend Richard Blosser actually just sent us uh, what he has on tap today. And basically two times a week, I'll post something on Facebook and uh, Twitter. And we encourage all of the Soda Pod listeners, tell us what was on tap or what is on tap, whether it's midweek, you know, hump day watching the live stream or, or Thursday, just listen to the podcast, trying to get through the week. We want to hear what's uh, on tap for you as well as Sunday. What were you drinking throughout the weekend? You know, this is a beer and hockey podcast. We want to know. We love getting uh, interactive with you. So comment on the live stream or social media at the Soda Pod. Uh, what's on tap? Leave us a voicemail as well. 612-324-1684. Uh, we got some wild talk. We'll talk uh, about how the Wild got swept by the Sharks and then swept the Vegas Golden Knights in these little series uh, that just passed, as well as the Canucks being crippled by the COVID-19 pandemic in the NHL part of the show. And then at the end of the show here, we're going to bring on our friends from Everything College Hockey for a little MNCAA, the Frozen Four, just around the corner uh, with three Minnesota teams in that Final Four. It must be exciting, and uh, we'll bring on the boys from Everything College Hockey to dive into all things and more you're listening to the soda pod episode 142 thanks everyone listening on facebook or tuning in on facebook youtube twitter and twitch and again everybody listening back on the podcast the hoppy hour on the other side honestly all you gotta do is soak the uh the crust in vodka and i'm uh, that's all i need some bread come crust first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stalock to stalock to stalock I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out. You're listening to the Soda Pod, episode 142, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. This is the Hoppy Hour. Um, Hoppy, what's on tap for you this evening? As we encourage all our listeners to tell us what's on tap for them as well. Oh, Isha, you're gonna love this one so much. It's called Coffee Shop Assault Vehicle. What um, a name. The, the can design is going to make you very happy. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. From our friends at Lupulin. From our friends at Lupulin. Lupulin, they were, they were awesome throughout uh, the beer bracket we had. Uh, so shout out Lupulin. That looks amazing. Big can art guy here for uh, the regular listeners of the Soda Pod. No. Um, I got on tap here, a Longwood Brewing Steampunk. I'm pretty sure I tried this, uh, with Shane, actually. Shane took me out for beers, uh, right before Christmas time. 
Um, and I, I, I didn't get to see the can as they like poured it out for us. And he was the one uh, suggesting beers. I'm pretty sure I had this one before. Um, it's oh yeah, here I'll show the listeners here. Decent can art, you know, can't can't complain of Longwood. Longwood, you know, they're the brew pub and also the restaurant. Unbelievable. Um, it's a dark wheat ale. It's uh it's pretty strong. I probably wouldn't go for it every time, but I, I don't mind it. As it's starting to get more sunny and uh warmer weather, this is something I'd probably drink more in the wintertime, I guess. But uh yeah, I I'm, I don't know about you, Hoppy. I don't really go for the dark wheat ales too much. I don't know about you. Not typically. If I'm going for a wheat ale, it's because I want something nice and refreshing for like a summer day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Shane, your boy SV commenting, he says they have the steampunk can in Steampunk Cafe in Port Alberni. Oh, Shane, uh, that's amazing marketing. Uh, Shane joining us from Port Alberni, BC. Shout out Port Alberni. Um, I'm just loading Twitter here because I know I just got tagged and Richard Blosser was uh, sharing what he was drinking on tap tonight as well oh here it is he said uh, oh he's actually getting ready to go on the caps shirt podcast uh the washington capitals podcast here on the hockey podcast network he's drinking a new belgium imperial ipa with some amazing can art it's a nine percent richard he's getting buckled tonight uh check out again at the soda pod to see what uh, our listeners and friends are are also uh drinking and what has been on tap for them as well and again you can leave us a comment live here on the live stream uh, comment on the post on Twitter or shoot us a voicemail or text 612-324-1684. Um, a couple of things as we switch gears here in the hoppy hour. I want to give a quick welcome, a big welcome rather, to uh, <laughs> to Bally Sports, Minnesota. Welcome to Bally Sports. Now, this didn't take place in the state. I believe this was Ohio. Um, but uh, <laughs> coming out with a bang as uh, obviously a show host here on Bally Sports talking about baseball. I uh, got a little heated with uh, with one of the callers. So I wanted to bring this in this fun first segment we have on episode 142 of the Soda Pod. Yeah. You can just simply pitch around Ramirez, keep walking him. Don't give him anything to hit. The next guy, the good pitch is down the middle. He won't swing at, but the ball's down around his ankles. He hits the shortstop into a double play. This has been going on for two years. Right. Uh, I guess you missed a lot of the games that Reyes hit in the clutch last year, huh? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an no, idiot. No. You're an idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not gonna, idiot. No, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell me you idiot. are judging. You don't know wrong. anything. You don't know squat, you stupid you're idiot. Wrong, you're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30-degree weather. That proves what an ignoramus oh, you are. Get off our show. Get oh, off, idiot! That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was the best. <laughs> Fair weather, idiot. Um, man, that that kind of stuff does not happen in Canadian sports media. It, it may be like once in a blue moon, sort of thing. So I I absolutely love it. Um, it's funny. One of the new morning shows. Well, it's the reincarnation of uh one of the morning shows that was on former T formerly TSN 1040. They they have one rule. They don't bring callers on the show for two reasons that could go down one of them just gets fired up triggered and you know goes off or when the host fumble or sorry when the caller fumbles 
one gets one of the hosts gets super uncomfortable he's like i just can't like i, I feel bad for the person calling that i just can't i can't talk to them um but i i absolutely love it and i thought that was hilarious and somewhat topical seeing ha seeing as fox sports north is now valley sports hey, so you, you know what? i could be a bigger asshole huh isha um yes sir you could but you know what I, that's what i want as a fan like if if you call in to talk to the sports experts and you want to give your professional opinion, you should be willing to accept the consequences of whatever you say that might not be very smart. There like you go. call or beware. <laughs> but, there you go. There you uh, go. I got to say though, on Bally sports, not digging the uh, bottom of the screen scoreboard, not a fan at all. Um, I'm not digging how they were just playing flash dance with the ads on the ice. Yeah. And in the wrong places at times. I noticed that really. I'm like, wait, Geico's there. No, wait, that's over there. Like, what's <laughs> they've changed like four times. It's on the board now. I mean, I, you know, you, you get a week pass because uh, you're getting in the rhythm of things. Uh, but after that, get it together, Bally Sports. Come on. Anyways, uh, let's switch gears one more time here. This will be, you know, its own segment. We'll get, you know, a proper introduction, intro music, and whatnot for it. But uh, inspired by Tim Peel's hot mic in the National Hockey League a few weeks ago. We wanted to bring something fun here every Sunday to the live stream and podcast. Um, I think I renamed it on Twitter, but uh, Tim Peel's hot mic segment. I forget what I wrote on Twitter, but that's what I said. We're, we're working out the kinks for this one too, as we're going to have the official uh, <laughs> intro song and everything next week. But basically what this is, is not necessarily in the world of hockey, but in the world of sports, either Hoppy or I, or based off any listener's suggestion, uh, we'll feature one hilarious hot mic incident in sports history here on the Soda Pod. This week, no, we're not starting with Tim Peels. I actually posted the link to that if you wanted to hear it on uh, the Soda Pod's Twitter page. We're going to start with a hockey one. Uh, Matt Martin with this legendary one. Um, no introduction. Let's just fire it up. Hot mic. Tim Peels, hot mic segment of the week. The fucking National League. Right? Do that shit in the minors. You were in the minors longer than me, you dumb fuck. Go dye your hair. <laughs> Go dye your hair. I love it. Um, and some will be just short and sweet like that. Some will be a little bit longer, uh, but some will be short and sweet like that. Some will be accidents. Some will be players mic'd up. Um, there's so much, you know, again. Just outside the NHL, I can think of a few in football already. And basketball is a whole other story. I know you got a couple in mind that uh, Hoppy. Oh, there's a lot of good ones. And we're going to keep on having them come up now, too. Very excited for that. So, again, comment any suggestions at the Soda Pod or on Facebook at the Soda Pod or at my Twitter account at VS Sports Talk or Hoppy at State of Hoppy. That has been the Hoppy Hour, the extended Hoppy Hour. Uh, this one was a lot of fun, but let's get into some hockey talk here on the other side. Thanks, everyone, tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And, of course, everyone listening back on the podcast, episode 142 of the Soda Pod. You're listening to the Soda Pod, episode 142, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings. Whether you use Daily Fantasy or the Sportsbook, check out DraftKings and use promo code THPN. If you aren't into live sports betting or Daily Fantasy, DraftKings is a great way to get into it, and you get 
as high as 20, 30% off at times with the promo code THPN upon signup, as well as weekly deals again for the sports book and daily fantasy using that promo code THPN. So go check them out, DraftKings.com or the DraftKings app. Let's start by talking about this Minnesota Wild Vegas series, Hoppy. Now, I know you didn't watch that much of it, which is why I brought my clipboard. I brought some oh, notes. Baby. But uh, three main storylines of the series I highlighted on our outline, starting with Cam Talbot. He was unbelievable because though the Minnesota Wild matched a lot of the scoring chances, if not all of them to actually win the game uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights, Cam Talbot really saved their ass many times as... The Minnesota Wild, I think, sacrificed a little bit of defense to play run and gun with the, the Vegas Golden Knights as there were way too many turnovers, way too many breakaways, and way too many odd uh, men rush uh, for my liking anyways. Yeah, and it's kind of been the rinse and repeat story for the past couple of weeks, hasn't it? Like, we can both eat crow. Like, we absolutely did not think we would get anything like this from Cam Talbot. It's been... Very refreshing, to say the least. Uh, looking at, especially just comparing directly to last year, having the worst goaltending in the league, now being in the discussion for tops of the league right now for the goaltending tandem. Yeah, it's it's really unbelievable because he, most of the season he's been pretty stoic, solid but stoic. This game, he was all over the place, and he was forced to make these crazy, crazy saves, and that's what I love, that he was capable to do so. And they're not, you know, driving him into the ground because Kapokokkanen is just as capable. They're pretty much splitting time and he's just as good. So it was really refreshing, like you said, uh, to see Fiala Ek and Kaprizov. I think in all or in both of the games, they were they were the best players. Now, surprise, surprise, Fiala and Kaprizov were the best players. They were electric in these two games. They were noticeably at a higher pace than even some players on the Vegas Golden Knights. And though Erickson Eck wasn't at that same level, he did everything that you want Erickson Eck to do uh, for this team to succeed. Um, you know, playing hard, playing good defense, getting in the head heads of the Vegas Golden Knights players, Marsh or so in particular, no surprise there, as well as uh, putting up some points, a goal and assist too. Yeah, and you just wonder how long Eck can keep this going. Maybe he can keep it going all year and into next year. Maybe it's something where he just gets in over his head. We... I mean, we've talked about it plenty. He is a middle six forward, but right now he's not looking out of place at all. Like you can't at all be mad with what you're seeing right now. Yeah, it's, it's like Minnesota fans don't even talk about Brock Besser anymore. We're very satisfied with what you see with Eric Sinek. Um What's that have to do with anything? Uh, poor Vancouver. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, uh, la last just funny note here before I'll get into just a couple other details of the game. Um <laughs> That player, what's it, Robert, or I forget his first name, but Colasar for the Vegas Golden Knights, um, he cannot buy a goal. Twice he was denied, okay, not just denied, robbed by Cam Talbot. Uh, he, was, he was robbed on a you know a scoring chance from him. There was a face-off three seconds later. Scoring chance, rebound, scoring chance, cannot buy a goal. In the, That was in the first game. In the second game, Cam Talbot looking the complete opposite direction you know looking at the clouds colisar shoots and it like goes off his blocker and i was like this guy's probably just you know ah screaming there like the goalie wasn't even looking <laughs> he blocked the shot um i just you know being, being uh somebody who watched most of those games i thought that was really really funny to see that this player couldn't even when he was trying couldn't even buy a goal uh no look save 
there you go, Shane, the no look save. Well, and it, it goes back to the Talbot talk too, right? Where, yeah, he's making all of these incredible highlight reel saves. Where the fuck's the defense? Like, why is he making all of these highlight reel saves? I know. And that's, that's the concerning thing. And I even noted that like they're, they're giving up when I talked about it earlier, they're giving up way too many odd man rushes in particular, and they're sacrificing defense to cheat a little bit too. I think um, they're still playing hard in the neutral zone. Uh, they're keeping possession and playing hard in the, in the offensive zone. But I think they're excelling in those uh, areas just because, like I said, they're, they're cheating a little bit. And I don't know, the um, the pairing of Susie and Ian Cole, not a bad pairing by any means. It's your bottom pairing. But against Vegas and especially uh, against Colorado, they are not fast enough to keep up with, uh, with with those players. I know Ian Cole, he's an older player. That's that's a perfectly fine reason. You know, he's not expected to run and gun. Susie is an incredible skater. But I don't know if he's at the pace, uh, especially with with Cole on his other side, to to really shut down an offensive force that's even the second line of of the Vegas team. And I noticed that uh, a few times in that game. Um, Fiala, I said already, had an unbelievable game. He set up Spurgeon that first game for that beautiful glove side goal. Um, I'm trying to see what else I have noted here. We pretty much kind of <laughs> covered it all in in that uh, conversation there. Oh, the one one of the X plays where he set up Kaprizov on the back door in the second game as well to uh, to to tie it in the third. That was unbelievable. And then right after X scores, you know, on his own rebound again. I think X was a little bit more dominant in that second game versus the first one. But uh, but those big three right now are, are, are playing really well. And you know, not to say Zuccarello had a great game too. A couple missed chances, but it, it's really great to see that they can play with Vegas even if they can't play uh, to the speed of the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know how producer Pigeon got my high school photo here to put it up in the top right corner, but <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. Uh, swept by the Sharks, then you sweep Vegas. It can't get any better than that. Um, yes, any other can. <laughs> you can sweep both. <laughs> Realistically, though. I'll take a sweep over Vegas any day coming, after, coming uh, off a, a shitty two games against the San Jose Sharks. Well, we are getting thrown into the blender here now. We got two against the Avalanche, three against the Blues, which who knows which version of them are going to show up. Then we've got Arizona and San Jose for the next four. And apparently they are in the discussion now for making the playoffs. I I never thought that I would say that, but here we are. It's crazy. Uh, last week, didn't wasn't even on my radar uh, a couple days ago. I'm looking at the standings and I'm like, oh my God, the Sharks are, they're, they're four points out. Yesterday, I get a text from Dylan. They're one point out. They, they could legitimately make the playoffs. It seems like they're, well, it doesn't seem like they are going to be fighting with the Arizona Coyotes down the stretch for that last spot. I, I don't know if St. Louis can, can come back. Cause even if they go 500 or, or just above, you'd think, I don't know if San Jose is just going to lose every game down the stretch, especially since their schedule coming up is quite easy. Really uh, heavy LA schedule, if I'm not mistaken, the LA Kings, and then a few games against the Ducks too, I think. And then they play the Minnesota Wild uh, in the last of the, that stretch there against those California teams. So not the hardest stretch for the San Jose Sharks. And as of late, they have the Minnesota Wilds number too. Well, and we'll see what happens here because it's kind of in the Wilds' hands they play the Blues six times this month. So, like, again, if the real Blues show up, they can absolutely beat us. Like, it, they are a good team. They yeah. are just playing like shit right now. 
All it takes is them turning it on quick, and that could completely reshape the playoff picture. I still, like we said before, I don't think it's likely that the Wild fall out, but they could fall to four. Yeah, no, they they could, although they're sticking at three. I'm telling you, they're sticking at three. It better. <laughs> um, one last thing I want to note on uh, just actually Kevin Fiala in particular, and I heard this courtesy of Judd Zolgad. One reason why maybe his offense, other than not having the line mates that I, you know, I go off about every podcast, uh, one one reason his offense could have dwindled, or a reason for his offense dwindling a little bit this season is because he's actually playing a lot in the defensive zone too, and he's getting a lot of defensive zone starts. Where every other season in his career, it was you know forty sixty at you know, at most 40% in the defensive zone, even at times and earlier in his career, you know, 30% uh, in the, taking starts in his defensive zone this year, it's, it's straight down the middle 50, 50. So he's being, uh, he's, he's being placed in pr pretty much everywhere on the ice. And he's, I think he's doing a damn good job. I don't think Kevin Fiala is a problem defensively and clearly Dean Evanson uh, doesn't think so either. Yeah. But is that indicative of him being a guy that should be deployed that way? Like, is that, not ideal coaching. <laughs> I think if you ha if they had more pieces where he could just be played in the offensive role and he didn't have to, you know, dig into his toolbox and 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 perform that way then sure. But right now that again, this is just a reasoning for why maybe the his offense uh, in particular isn't up with, you know, Kirill Kaprizov right now because we saw what we we saw that he has the the capability to do so based on the end of last season, you know. He can go on a point streak if he's you know, fully responsible for being an offensive driving player where right now it's kind of it will it's both and i don't think he needs a lot either right like we saw him succeed with eric stall yeah he and just he's taking needs... nothing away from eric stall because he's miles oh, right. above any of the tenders we have right now but <laughs> right but that's the point like it doesn't take a whole lot to get fiala going he just needs something something yeah and I hope that he gets that something very, very soon because, oh man, this, for me anyways, as a fan, I absolutely love this player. He's Gar Garen's trying to kill the contract negotiations. That's all this is. It's posturing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, uh, last thing I wanted to bring up here in this segment, three wild prospects in the Frozen Four. Now, Hoppy, you follow college hockey a lot more than I do. Um, and we will bring up these names with the boys from everything college hockey in the later parts of the show in the MNCAA segment. But uh, do you want to just touch on them quickly? Any Anything you know about them uh, in particular? Yeah, I mean, high level because, I mean, obviously none of them play in the Big Ten, so I don't see them nearly as much. But the games that I have seen and I guess what I've seen written about them, uh, Nick Sweeney, he's you know done after this year, so he is leaving regardless of what that means. I think that's a guy that's probably got a couple of years he's going to spend in the minors and see if he can work his way up. He could fit into a bottom six type role. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say right now, but like he's not someone I'm going to dog by any means. He's a point of game player. Like that's solid, but it's interesting to see how a guy like that transitions to the pro ranks because like we've seen it, some college guys step in and it's no problem at all. And others, it's just black and white, like not even the same game for mm -hmm. them. Um, so I don't know like what kind of size he has, how he plays from that perspective, but I think he is out of these guys, the one that has the best chance of ever putting on the big time sweater. But uh, Hench is, he's got potentially one more year left. He's a junior. He, I mean, 
he's not a bad player by any means. He's just kind of been up and down the lineup with St. Cloud. I've seen him deployed in a lot of different spots. Not a huge point getter, but like when you see him turn it on, he can play. He's just not a guy that I'm like banking on or holding out any serious hope for. But again, a guy that'll probably get a chance in the minors, see what happens. And Lindbergh, haven't watched him play at all, but from what I hear, I mean, he's a guy that can easily be like a solid AHL guy for depth. And hey, maybe he works his way up to being, you know, a backup or at least a switch guy at some point. But I don't think you're ever looking at him being your NHL starter. But uh, interesting, I was just looking at the the roster. Uh, so him and Matt Murray, which is hilarious for other reasons. Um, <laughs> he and Matt Murray, though, who have basically shared the goal. Uh, Matt Murray is listed at six foot one, 194 pounds. Take a guess what Philip Lindbergh is listed at. Um, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Jeez. So I don't know if like someone fucked up when they wrote those measurements down, the... or if they just got lazy. But there's no there's no chance that they're the exact same measurements. I, I refuse to believe. It. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think? Uh, you know, I don't know. The, the odds odds are that 194 on the dot. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> oh, that, that's hilarious. That is Matt Martin. <laughs> um, well, there you have it. We'll dive into a little bit more of these prospects and talk uh, more college hockey in the MNCAA segment with our friends from Everything College Hockey at the end of the show. Uh, but for right now, we're going to dive into some general NHL talk. We're going to go around the world of the National Hockey League. Thanks, everyone, tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and those listening on the podcast. Episode 142 of the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. NHL talk on the other side. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Going around the NHL here on episode 142 of the Soda Pod. Again, thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream. Thanks for bearing with me on that last segment on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And for everyone tuning in on the podcast, it may be edited out. No, I'm just kidding. I'll leave it. Uh, I <laughs> uh, just want to give a shout out again to our friends at DraftKings. Promo code THPN upon sign up, weekly deals. Whenever you have the opportunity to plug in that promo code, do it. You will be thankful. Um, I, I, it's it's a hard it's a hard left turn from that from being thankful for DraftKings to being a, a Vancouver Canucks fan like myself. I want to just start by saying that I really hope that all the the players and the families and the coaching staff, basically everyone in the organization who's uh, who's suffering from the COVID nineteen virus right now is 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 doing better, and I, I wish you all a, a great recovery because it's not looking too good for the Vancouver Canucks right now a few days ago adam godette was pulled from a practice uh entering the COVID 19 protocol 
he was then then you know information was released that him and Travis Hamannick were both tested positive, and then the snowball rolled right after the game. One of their games was canceled uh, right before actually even the broadcast because it was set to go. I think like they were even airing stuff on Sportsnet. Game was canceled, and uh, and it snowballed through the Vancouver Canucks organization, and, and it's still growing. You know, the next day was three to four more players and a coach. Then it was twelve. Now seventeen. Now I just looked, and it, it's over twenty. All the families, um, they're all affected, and and some some cases are really bad. I mean, uh, apparently, a lot of them got hit with that COVID variant right now. Um, doctors have had to, you know, bring equipment, uh, IVs, even to to the homes of some of these players. And this isn't just because you know they're professional athletes and they're getting special treatment because they want them to come back sooner. This, you know, these are families as well, and uh, and people who are really really sick right now because of this, and. There's rumblings that this might be it for the Vancouver Canucks season, which, you know, I know I'm a Canucks fan and, you know, I, I talk about the Canucks a lot on this podcast here, but this is a National Hockey League story right now because this is really going to kind of shake things up for how you qualify for the playoffs. Well, for the Canadian division, at least. Well, yeah, uh, absolutely. But it, I mean, do you have to wonder a little bit? I mean, Benning very much on the hot seat was working on figuring out, you know, contracts for, he got it done for Demco, but you have the big dogs. Correction. Hughes and Pedersen. Francesco Aquilini, owner of the Vancouver Canucks, got it done for De- for Demco. Sure. He's the one who actually tweeted it out uh, when the, the extension. The Vancouver Canucks organization did not mention it at all and still hasn't. They're understandable now with everything going on. They kind of got some shit, but yeah. I mean, it, any chance Benning just like went and slipped this in with someone? I don't know. People are saying it. Really? That's. I mean, I said of... it. <laughs> Hoppy's saying it. <laughs> uh no, I no, I don't know. I'm, that's absolutely a joke. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good for Benning at, at all now. because he can't even. That saves him though. I don't. I don't know if it does. I think that maybe the organization. You don't gonna... think that this is better than them clean missing the playoffs in a very, very up in the air North Division. Put it this way: I think Jim Benning's time with the Vancouver Canucks is done. I think that he was going to make do something here to save his job and to try to save his job. I don't think it was going to work, and I think he wasn't going to go all in to try to make the playoffs. He was going to probably make the right move, which he probably should have made in his first couple seasons with the Vancouver Canucks, and that's. Trade contracts coming off the books for assets. Uh, but now? Now you can't do that. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but anyways, um, obviously, being the uh, the BC guy here on this podcast, I'll keep you all abreast of this story if you... Uh... Is that how BC guys talk? <laughs> no, it's how actually Newfies talk, but that's a story for another day. Go check out Tales with TR. Um, moving right along here... <laughs> Crosby, Sidney Crosby, spreading the news and heading to Broadway with uh, some elite acting here uh, in this clip that we're playing uh, on the live stream against the Boston Bruins. What a, I don't even, I don't even know if, is that called a dive? Hey, you know what? What a reaction to, uh, to nothing. Come on. I don't Sid. know. I, I heard he's just messing season. with one of his good buddies there, Bergeron. Oh yeah. <laughs> But it's that funny. I mean, hey, hey, great, recognize, great. Ovi decided he had to match that. Oh, okay. I watched that and barely, barely. His was a little like Crosby threw his whole fucking body back. I don't know, man. You got the Ovi one up too. Oh, 
Look at this. It's a little, a little hypocritical to comment on one but not the other. <laughs> well, I like the Capitals. That's why. That's why I said <laughs> hypocritical. It's fun to grind hoppies. I can talk like, about both. I, I don't care. Barely, barely an embellishment. A little, a little, you know, a little knock. He grabbed his face when his face wasn't touched. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe was that just, barely an embellishment. He was just checking if he had to shave tonight. We're again, Crosby. Uh, Sean Cosgrove, Marshawn should be suspended for this. Yes. Yes, I love that. That's, oh, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Marshawn that, uh, should be suspended for anything, whether that, or not he's involved. That or a $5,000 fine. <laughs> um, speaking of Crosby, uh, Brandon Dubinsky, USA player, former Ranger, Columbus Blue Jacket. Um, is he officially retired or is he just, just not playing? I th he's still under contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets from, from what Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think anyone I, really cares. <laughs> I don't think he's playing uh, another game in the National Hockey League again. Uh, no stranger to battling Sidney Crosby on the ice. Um, being a little shit that he was <laughs> on the ice and Brandon Dubinsky, hard player, but I don't know if he's super well liked outside of his team. Um, in inside a, of his team. Inside of his team. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he was asked uh, who he thought was better, you know, Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby. And uh, we actually have the clip here. So uh, we'll run it for you with his answer, which, you know, the me media just went nuts with, as they should have, because it was a hell of a clip. Yeah, it's a good story. Um, at the end of the day, listen, I, I had the most respect for that guy. Um, you know, everyone who wants to talk about Sid and Ovi, whatever, dude. Fuck Ovi, or fuck Sid. Like, I'll take Ovi every day of the week. Like, <laughs> he said, fuck Ovi. I got an yeah. Ovi stick. Corrected himself. I mean, I got Shut an up. Ovi stick. Listen, I asked, I asked Ovi for, for an autograph stick. I got, you know, I got it from him. Thanked him for it. So, fan Brandon Dubinsky, who got Ovi's signed stick, likes Ovi more than Sid. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I love it. I love it. I, uh, yeah. It's good to get stories going and get some buzz, right? I don't know. Exactly. I, I love how you even just went on, you know, this podcast and you know was pretty candid about this, you know. Candid in the fact that he said fuck Sid. He didn't just say like, oh yeah, like Sid's a I mean, I think he actually did say Sid's a whiner, but he didn't just say, you know, Sid's a whiner. He actually came out and you know told a told a detailed story about it, which was hilarious. And again, I, I'm only bringing it up because the media just ran with this up oh. here in Canada, anyways. And as they should have, like I said. Yeah, because... If they don't, they're not doing their job, right? <laughs> and like this is every day in the NBA, stuff like this happens. This doesn't happen in the National Hockey League much, so you, you got to run with it. Yeah, but it's it is good for the league to have that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, player rivalries. I I love it. Um, Crosby obviously probably won't comment it on his uh, on it much because he's the. I don't know. He's pretty vocal. <laughs> Oh man, I can't believe he even came and did an interview when he had the mumps one time, pretended he didn't have the mumps. That was the best, uh, the best Crosby interview I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, poor Vancouver Canucks. They had a pretty bad mumps outbreak a few years ago as well. This damn team. I it always you. circles back to Vancouver. It always does. Always circles back home. Uh, moving right along though, uh, a player who. No stranger to, to you down south. No stranger to, well, hockey fans. But this year, kind of going under the radar is Joe Pavelski for the Dallas Stars. 34 points, 15 goals in 35 games this season. Look, again, this guy's an unbelievable player. He's was one of the best players for the uh, San Jose Sharks at his peak and even in the, the final years uh, there with the team. Last year, not the 
greatest season by any means with the with the Dallas Stars and he was he was critiqued here and there but this year they're getting their money's worth for him and he's arguably the best player on the team so just wanted to give a shout out because I don't think enough people are talking about him this season in particular I think the only reason people aren't talking about him is because the team's disappointing right like they came out of the gate hot they missed their first what seven games had to get rescheduled then they came in and were torching people their first like five to 10 games. And then they just cooled off, like laid down and died against a very, very winnable division. Right. Like there's some teams in there that you should be able to beat up on and they're sitting around 500 right now. And I think if they're in the playoff picture, I think people are hearing a lot more about Joe Pavelski. Yeah, no great point there. Um, this I, I know hockey's not huge in the United States as far as getting a lot of the radio time like it does in Canada and stuff, but people in Canada are talking about Joe Pavelski right now, which is why I brought why I brought it up. You know, a Canadian West Coast... You didn't know about him until now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, West Coast Canadian station, you know, starting to highlight and be like, oh, like, I can't believe he's not... People aren't talking about him this much, blah, blah, blah. But is he still, like, a beloved USA, you know, hockey player down south is he still one of those who when you talk about some of the greats who not only just played for uh for team usa but just one of the better players he's still a name that comes up down there is he starting to fade into the sunset a little bit i mean he's from wisconsin so i don't know no no he honestly i don't i don't know if he's probably respected as widely as he should be i put him up there i think he is a very unheralded guy like everything that he can do especially in front of the net. I don't know if there's anyone that you'd rather have in front of the net on the power play than Joe Pavelski. Such a, such a strong player. And in regards to, you know, the decision the San Jose Sharks made in, well, letting him go and bringing in Carlson. Do you think now they're kind of kicking themselves for that? Or do you think, you know, they're, they're still like, we got Eric Carlson for the long run. He's playing better now. This is a pill that we can swallow and we can't look back. I mean, you can't look back, but it's a tough one. Cause I think that's what a lot of people were thinking when it happened is like, okay, something needs to give here. You can't sign everyone. And for him to be the domino that falls, like aside from Joe Thornton's locker room presence, I don't know what was more important to that team than Joe Pavelski. That guy was the glue. And I mean, obviously things are going okay for them right now. They're making a comeback to push for the playoffs, but like, yeah, you insert him into that lineup. It's a completely different team. And now, Eric Carlson also making a comeback and, you know, kind of returning to form with what he was before the trade. But it's just unfortunate that it kind of aligned with his injury and it was just the worst of every world, losing Pavelski and having a Carlson who you're paying a ton of money to and you're not double, really essentially, the essentially double, you know, and getting half the production. Hashtag Pasco. <laughs> I'm having a rough show here, okay? You really got to ha- highlight my shitty math, too. can barely get a fucking sentence out on the podcast today. Um, <laughs> before we bring on uh, the boys from Everything College Hockey, we got a little bit more time here. Uh, we were talking about this prior to jumping on. Uh, McKinnon with the granny shot helmet toss to Connor Garland. Now, the hockey world's outraged. Hoppy is not. Explain yourself. Dude, it was a little booger flicker that he threw over to him. Like, <laughs> like it'd be one thing if he like went full. Uh, oh. If you want to go really extreme on this, like he didn't smack a quarterback over the head with his own helmet. Like he lobbed a helmet back to Garland, and Garland, again, we've talked about embellishments. Like freaks out at this 
little pillow got chucked in his midsection and I get the fuck over it. Five thousand dollars. I'm sure uh I'm sure McKinnon's over. Actually, maybe he isn't with his contract. Yeah, no, like, not with that contract. <laughs> goes right to the abs. He's like, You're paying for this. They're like, Yep, yep, whatever that, you need. That, whatever that you goes need into my next deal. <laughs> whatever you need, Nathan. <laughs> whatever you need. Uh Pigeon's bringing it up here as well. A little <laughs> just a muffin. <laughs> that is that is quite the embellishment from that angle. From from the other one, it's kind of like, what the fuck? I don't know. You could ah. It's 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 not put it this way, and this is not just my opinion. This is just you know uh, a, a general statement. It may not be classy to do that, but this is fucking hockey where they're just they're having a brouhaha to his right. So suck it up. It yeah, and I mean, if if you want to set an example and say like you can't do something like that, like give him a penalty, whatever. I don't think he should be fined for that. Again, if he like chucks the helmet at the guy trying to hurt him, different story. But I don't know if he could have thrown that any softer. Uh, last thing here, uh, you brought it up on the outline, uh, Chuck versus Weber. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about, so please explain. Well, it looks like Pigeon's pulling it up here. Uh, we have little baby Kachuk, who is a fucking monster and could probably beat the shit out of his older brother, throwing down with Shea Weber. Just not taking any shit. Give this guy the captaincy right now. Like, Oh, that he's going to be, he's going to be a fucking player that takes balls, man. He is going to be a fucking player. Cause not only is he uh, a pure power forward right now in his what second year in the national hockey league, but he's going after and answering the bell with the likes of Shea Weber, who is my favorite player in the national hockey league. Uh, one of the most feared defensemen, I think, you know, in his prime, even even right now, you're coming down the wing and Shea Weber's there at the blue line. That's the last player that you want in front of you. Um, that's props to yeah, props to Brady Kachuk. That uh that that was awesome. And it was a good fight. You know, we've we've seen some muffin of fights in the There's last few weeks ones. here. And it, honestly, this entire year, there hasn't been that many good fights in the NHL. Uh Marcus Feligo, he's injured, so he he usually has half the good ones, anyways. Um, but that that was good. And uh props to again uh Kachuk there. I don't hate the Senators. I hate a lot of Canadian teams, but I don't hate the Senators, so I'll uh, I'll tip my cap to... Oh, weird. You don't hate the worst team in your division. They got on you. <laughs> I still love Shea Weber, even, even though he plays for the, the fucking... Oh, that's team. conflicting. I don't know. How how can you cheer for him when he plays for the, the M-words? Because he was traded there. He didn't sign there. Hmm. He, he, he allowed... Uh, yeah, anyways... <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna stop right there. I'm just gonna stop. For right no, please continue. No, I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, you're listening to the Soda Pod episode 142, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and again everyone tuning back into the podcast. Our boys are running late. We got to keep the show going. So on the other side, MNC AA. We're going to run down the Frozen Four and all things college hockey within the state of hockey as well on the other side. Uh, again, thanks everyone tuning into the show. MNCAA presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, we got a full house. 
the boys from everything college hockey. James Connor and the crew. Welcome to the MNC AA. What's going on, boys? Uh, not much. We just finished a podcast. Uh, we just had Blake was out of the LA Kings on. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're excited for the Frozen Four. Is it Thursday yet? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. It seems like you guys are buzzing. So uh, cheers, boys. Yeah, yeah, we're buzzing. We're buzzing. We're having a good time. <laughs> There's got to be a story there. No, I mean, we're just we're having the biggest uh, podcast of our of our career going on this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, plus Pittsburgh coming up, so we got. Yeah, Pittsburgh we're going to Pittsburgh on Wednesday. It's gonna be a fun, fun week, but busy week. So, um, yeah, we're excited to watch some Frozen Four hockey, though. As well as the Wild are doing well right now too. So everything's going going well in Minnesota. Good hey, well, speaking yeah. the speaking of the Wild, we talked a little bit about it in our in our last segment. We wanted to get your guys's um, opinions on some of uh, well some of these Wild prospects who are going to be playing in the Frozen Four. Hoppy commented on them a little bit, but uh, Hoppy, have you run them down again and you know have James and the boys uh, give their opinions on some of these young guns? Yeah, as far as the ones that are playing in the Frozen Four here, we've got Nick Sweeney of Duluth, Sam mm-hmm. Henches of Saint Cloud, and then Philip Lindbergh of UMass. I mean. Do you see any of these guys having a strong chance at playing minutes with the big boys? Um, Lindbergh, for sure. I think he's, if not the best, you know, him and McKay are two best goalies in college hockey right now. Phillips' numbers are insane. He's a big goalie. He's been there, done that on the big stage, for sure. Um, obviously, Henches and Sweeney, uh, we've we've both had on the podcast. So, yeah, they're going to get the ECH bump, and uh, they'll make it to the show. I, okay. <laughs> Henches is so strong in his feet, and, Skilled guy with Swainy, man. You know, his numbers speak for themselves over his time at Duluth. Third shift, but but the captain. The Wild, a tough team to make, though, right now. Yeah. They're hot. So tell me more about Lindbergh, then, because he's a guy that I've heard, like, can absolutely be an AHL guy, can maybe be a backup for mm. the big club. Like, what what are you seeing that he's, like, absolutely going to play with the Wild? I, I, I would say just his size and the way he's – I mean, his numbers, he's, his goals against is, like, one point – Maybe seven or something. Like it's, it's well, he's taking over for like full seasons. Matt Murray has started, who's also like an NHL caliber, or he would get a look in the AHL, and he's starting over them. He's taking the job for both uh, tournament runs, like he did back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Matt Murray started like the first 20 games, and then Lindbergh took that job and ran it all the way to the Frozen Four. Did it again this year. I mean, like when he gives up two or less, they are a tough effing team to beat. So yeah, uh, I think he'll definitely get a shot. I don't know if he's going to be a starter in the NHL, but like he's. He's got the numbers to, you know, get it done. Okay. Now, I got to ask you guys because I, I'm calling bullshit, but I want your opinions too. Matt Murray and Philip Lindbergh both listed at 6'1", 194 pounds exactly. I, That's I'm yeah, I'd it. That's horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they missed the weigh-ins, and they're like, what are they looking <laughs> <laughs> the like? We got one of their weigh-ins, right? Let's just pop it for both. <laughs> Lindbergh looks bigger than, than that to me, but I don't know. I mean, they're both big. We got Murray on too, though. Are you seeing okay, that? hang on, James. Give me the unofficial official measurements then for Philip Lindbergh. Height and I weight. I think he's 6'3". Like, and that, he seems so big in that weight. 195. I don't know. That's my guess. I bet he's, he's so two more he's inches, one more pound. He's, he's a big guy. I don't – I mean – but he, yeah, he's very mobile too. I don't know. I don't know what his exact name is. I think he's is. bigger, like he's heavier than Murray, but Murray looks taller too. Like I don't yeah, think Murray's six one. I thought Murray was like six two, six three. I don't know. I just don't, they're You're not fucking up, you mass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, but I don't know. I think uh, all those guys could get signed. I mean, the Wild have a lot of goalies. We just got rid of State Lock, so adding another one. I don't know. He's in a tough organization to jump in a spot right away or soon. But 
Yeah, and same with Swainy and Henches. Like our just our forwards are so deep right now. I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I, we'll see what happens with the trade deadline too. Here, um, that's what the twelfth. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yep. yep. So I mean, we'll see what space we have left after there. But uh, yeah, college hockey will be over then too. So it'll be interesting to see where these guys go, or if they come back for another year. I don't know. Well, Swainy can't. Swainy can't. But no, he could because everybody gets. An well, he's already. Yeah, but he had five years already. Wasn't he there for five years? I think he's just four. I think yeah, four. Yeah. No, but you do get another year of eligibility for yeah, next year. Oh, so maybe he stays. Yeah, but, I mean, the only reason he would stay is because he's the Wild don't have a spot for him yet, I feel like, and that would be it. But, yeah. You know. He's a dog for life. Maybe he'll stay for his fourth ring. They are, <laughs> you heard it here. ECH predicts, or maybe it's just me because I went to Duluth, but they're winning their uh, third straight Natty <laughs> ship, so. It's going to be fun to watch, boys. Hey, no, no, don't even tune in to watch. You heard it here. Duluth wins. Mic <laughs> drop. <laughs> Honestly, you have a nice little Saturday then. Save yourself the time. I think UMass has got him. That's my opinion. We'll see. It's going to be a hell of a first game. I think that's the chance. get out of the first round. I mean, that's the best game is the UMass-Duluth game, in my opinion. But, yeah. yeah. It'll be a good one. Okay, so who's coming out of the other matchup then? A very interesting lineup for Mankato versus St. Cloud. Like, who is going to rise through that? Who do, you, who do you got for that game? I got St. Cloud. I know they lost Easton Brodzinski, but, I mean, they played – Tough NCHC competition all year. I mean, they've beat Duluth a few times this year, so I'm scared. I don't want them to win, but I think they're going to beat Mankato. I mean, they play defensive style. They can get pucks deep if they need to. Like, I mean, they can match up with them every single line. So I like them better, but Mankato also just shocked the hell out of me and stole a little bit of my money against the Gophers. So (laughs) I'd say, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I picked St. Cloud to go to the Frozen Four, so I'm glad they they helped me out there. But uh, without Brodzinski, I think. You know, no one's giving – still no one's giving Mankato a chance. And Hastings and the boys have done a good job of proving people that wrong. Me too. Yeah. So – and they're all older. I mean, they're all old guys that are – they got gypped of a, uh, a tournament run last year, and this year they're ready for it. They're ready for it. So, Hey, man, I key to that. victory is playing a, a Richter goalie without yeah. your top scorer. It's definitely the recipe for success. Yep, yep. I think they got a good chance. And, <laughs> and that's what scared me. The Gophers got down 2-0 early. I was just like, yeah. shit. Now we got to go against Dryden McKay to get three now to win. That's that's not good. Well, then they just play keep away. And yeah, they, yeah, they'll play keep away, neutral zone trap. You got to dump it in. Their D are really solid. They're older. They're, they're mature. They, I mean, it's, yeah. Dryden's now, James, I got to ask your boy here. Like, no one's happy to see a season ended by COVID, but just how happy are you that you didn't have to play the wagon that was the Michigan Wolverines? I don't know about wagon. I mean, yeah, they are. Okay. I was, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I thought that was another team that could have made the Frozen Four just on talent alone. Like they already lost. Was it just Cam York actually? They jumped what, to the NHL? Yeah. Uh, I think just yeah. York. Just yeah, York. Just I mean, they could have lost so many Evans. They guys. still could technically, but yeah. Yeah, we got time. But I mean, I, I like Duluth in that matchup. I do think it would be a lot more scary than, well, not more than North Dakota. I mean, I was like, holy yeah. shit, I don't know how we're getting out of that. I didn't think we could pass <laughs> North Dakota. So. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good day, you know. It was, it was <laughs> it was a good I had day. Michigan going, so I don't know. I wanted to see that matchup a lot, but uh, yeah, it would have been. <laughs> yeah, no, you got you got lucky out of that one, and definitely it was nice to have those extra legs in that five overtime game. But right. did you guys watch that? How insane was that? Oh man, I, I mean it it was insane and it was historic. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, like. After the first overtime, it got pretty slow and boring. Yeah, yeah. It, got like, it was not fun hockey to watch. But, but this is, if you're this a fan was, of either team, it's intense. Well, this is what I was telling Hoppy. Like, that's what you expect. But when you're invested right. in one team or the other, that doesn't really cross your mind because it's like every play that's close, you're like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. 
So that I actually I didn't watch too much of the tournament. Just it, it was harder to watch up here in Canada. But that game, I was lucky enough to watch them start to finish. And holy fuck, man, my eyes are just like hard eyes the whole time watching this this game. I was like, this is what this is like the, some of the best hockey ever at yeah. some of the in one of the best tournaments. And you get to see a long ass game like that. I mean, doesn't matter if the boys are gassed and it's sloppy hockey at the end. That that's history. Like 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 Hoppy said. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I was shitting bricks watching that. Like, as a UND fan, I didn't, I didn't get to watch the game until the overtime started. So technically, I got to watch like almost two games. Yeah. But I had my girlfriend's birthday. I was jammed up big time that night. Uh, we had to do like an escape room, literally, as when the puck dropped. So I got, I got back in time. We got, we broke free. We got out. Got back in time to see the, the overtime happen. And then I was like, they scored. The first one got called back. I thought it was over. And I, my phone blows up again, and I'm just shit faced at the after party at this point. <laughs> And uh, thank you. So it was more of a grind for me, I would say, than the players going five overtimes now. Oh, <laughs> man, it sounds like it, man. Now, James, James, couples counseling. Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, an escape room during your team's game to go to Frozen day. Four. I tough. don't care, man. Like, you suspend the birthday. For her, her birthday is 24 hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, at, right at puck drop. Right at puck drop. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, 6.30. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and in an escape room, at least the one I was in, they have like a timer. So it just like it starts from one hour. And you just see it tick down. And I was just like, I'm everything, man. Like, I was just dying laughing. Man. <laughs> this guy can't text me. Oh, man. It was my nightmare. Made it through. Yeah, it worked out. The dogs are going to Pittsburgh. We're going to be there. I mean, we're pumped to go. It's, it's going to be nuts. I'm glad we have some fans there for it. So it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the trip. You guys are gearing up to to head there and cover it. I'm sure you got a bunch of content in the works. Um, but let's let's talk about the trip. Obviously, you guys are jacked. Uh, what's what's on the agenda? I know it's COVID time, so probably not an extended yeah. list, but uh, I, it should be fun uh, nonetheless. Yeah, we kind of you know we we're in trouble this year without not being able to go like next to the players and you know in the tunnels and stuff uh, with no media passes this year because of COVID. But um, you know we're still going to film. They won't even let us bring cameras in at all. Pittsburgh won't. So. We're going to film with our phones and we're going to do phone interviews. You know, you see it on TikTok, you see it on Instagram, whatever, just with fans and get as many people's opinions. We'll be bar hopping, I'm sure, getting opinions at the bar. Hopefully, we know, we hope a lot of fans uh, from these Minnesota schools travel um, for, you know, first time for Mankato being in the Frozen Four and only second for St. Cloud. So we expect them to travel. But yeah, just getting getting a view of Pittsburgh, you know, the outside of the rink and we'll be filming inside with our phones and I mean, we're not driving 14 hours for no content. There's, yeah, yeah. They're we're going be... undercover. We're doing whatever it takes to deliver the fans what they want to Yeah, see. we might get in trouble for doing something. We're not supposed yeah. to do this. Really. Hey, like, you just just, just just blame Isha at the Hockey Podcast Network if you do. Because we want that content, boys. Yeah, man. We're going to do the best. We got, we're bringing some cameras. We'll do the best we can. And That's the incentive. Expect a lot of uh, yeah fan interviews and just, just reactions, too. I want to hopefully get reactions from the bars and – tie it together with some some gameplay so well, we've well an eight o'clock thursday you guys should probably i hear they have some really cool escape rooms in pittsburgh um, <laughs> oh, never again <laughs> can i call oh, him that moving forward is he just escape room now please that came out of my nose uh, we we did like the second hardest escape room too like there's like 40 of them we took number two uh, it, was, it was it was fucking awful I didn't help a whole lot. I was like, I'm getting outsmarted, and I can't do what I want to do. Some bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. I hope the guy doesn't look into it. The uh, second uh, hardest. Yeah, they, I don't know. They said it was like, out of, out of 10, it was an 8. <laughs> the second hardest was an 8 out of 10. Like, That's disappointing. You'd think it would be 9. 
You would think. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag math guy. Yeah, man. I mean, I, if I was in escape room and my beavers were playing, I would have lost it. Someone would have got hurt in that room. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> James would have gone through the fucking walls. <laughs> I would have gone through the wall, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. We're just glad they won, and it's you know it was almost all Minnesota Frozen Four. I mean, we were one game away in the Midwest State of UMass, but uh, they had a tough, tough task against them. But uh, yeah, for sure. No, I'm excited. I'm excited, and we'll see. I mean, who do you guys got winning it all? I don't. I don't <laughs> want it to happen, but UMass is the best team. I think. I think they're the deepest. Scares team. me. I think I, you're the coach, so I don't. I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, well, again, I don't follow it as closely as you guys, but since yeah. Mankato beat the Gophers, I'll be like, okay, th- if it can't be the Gophers, let's go Mankato. I like it. I like it. It's a Mankato. Dryden McKay. And, and that's just, that's just so uh, our friend Brett Marshall will, uh, will, you know, won't be mad at me anymore. Cause I was, I was getting, uh, it's getting pretty nasty with him and I on Twitter there. I was just like, go Gophers <laughs> getting, getting all in the hype. And then. Yeah, absolutely wrecked. And he just I know like, two players. Go go first. <laughs> he's keeps sending me like the you know the gifts like this and the uh, stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. So there you go, Brett. I know you're listening. So cheers to your uh, to your boys. Cheers. But yeah, I think Ado's got a good chance. You know, I think uh, Dryden McKay is another guy that will be signed in the NHL. Like, he's no, he's not even the best goalie in the Frozen Four. He's not, but I still think he has a shot to go in the NHL. I think Lindbergh's the he's best got a goalie. Shot. Yeah, Lindbergh. That's another thing. If you get all in college hockey as much, Dryden McKay faces like twelve shots a game. That's true. He doesn't face a lot of shots. And but then all defense. Some would say that's more difficult. They eat pucks. Yeah, that's in, true. In the WCHA, it's not. Love <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, go the Beavers. Honesty. Love the honesty. Go, go Beavers. But yeah, I mean, when you're sitting at Huntsville, golf claps. You know? Golf. Like it's, it's a whole different thing when you're in the NCHC or hockey. East. Yeah. Big uh, 10 even. Yeah. yeah. No, no that's fair. <laughs> he's still solid, though. I mean, he still has a lot of shout-outs as Ryan Miller. They have a great system, so it's, it's like it's still – And that name. Out. That name. Yeah. Yeah, Dryden. Dryden? It's a sick name. Come on. I like it. I like it. Um, James, tell I, me, though, your boy, the Hobie snub, goes to Dallas. What are our thoughts? Yeah. Um, I didn't – I mean, I don't know where he's going to go, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, first of all, proud of him. Congrats to Kyle Gucci there, but uh, – I think it's a good fit for him. He'll get a chance to play. I think that was a big deciding factor for him and getting a chance to play hopefully soon here. But um, you saw Matt, uh, Matt Kirstead made it, made his debut. Was it yesterday uh, yeah, for yes, Florida? Man. So, you know, like five days after that five overtime game, he's making his NHL debut and he did well and they got a win. So um, now it's cool to see uh, these, these college guys, you know, this year's class graduating class, make, make the jump so far to the NHL. And hopefully we get to see a lot more of it coming up here in the next week. But yeah, again, proud of Kyle Gucci and, I think he has a chance to be good in the NHL. You know, he's playing with even better talent now. But what do you guys think? You guys think he'll get a shot this year? I think it depends on what their their roster looks like for health. We got Sagan coming back. We got some other guys that are laboring that might come back into the lineup. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I I think he should get some looks because they've been such an up-and-down weird team. Yeah, like, man. I mean, yeah. He put up so many points at North Dakota. At least give the guy a shot. Like he, He's not going to be bad out there. Say something like you'll get you know one opportunity or something because like why else would he go to the stars like a really hard team to make? Uh, yeah, I mean, you have so many options. I feel like, not so many, but a handful. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. interesting, but yeah, we'll see. It's we'll probably see. for the really cool jerseys. Yeah, that's <laughs> he does like <laughs> he does like green, but uh, those, yeah, those light those lime green ones are insane. But uh, what about you guys? Think Boldy's going to make his debut in the next week or so? In the next week, no. Oh. 
I, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe, maybe down the stretch, but I think the Wild, they're going for it. Not to say that they're going to make a bunch of trades at the trade deadline or anything, but to insert a young player into the lineup that could, I don't know, throw off whatever chemistry. I, I think they're going to wait until... Chemistry. Uh, Okay, we, sorry. All we there's, talk about is how there's no good players for Fiala to play with. There's no fucking chemistry. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe he gets a look with Fiala down the road. But I think right now they're they're not looking to shake anything up. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they are winning games. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Bowley's gonna hurt your chance to win any games, though. No, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think but, in a couple so weeks he gets anything. a chance, probably. You gotta, you gotta earn. You know, I was talking to my dad about this, but yeah, you gotta earn your stripes at the at the A, and then make your way up. You know, it'll look bad if you just, you know, send a guy straight to the NHL, and all the guys in the A are like, "Who's this kid? Just taking my spot, at least by chance." But I don't know. Yeah, he's got to fit in, and I think he's got the talent. But we'll see. All I want is the Wild in the playoffs. I don't care who's on the roster making it happen. Preferably making it past the first round. Yeah, the first round. Um... Hey, we said we said earlier on the show that if they if they go six or seven games and even you know blow uh, losing the first round, then the effort was there. Just no sweeps, no yeah. sweeps. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. But fuck, I'm so sick of first round exits. Yeah, man, I'm yes. sick of it too. But hey, we'll see, we'll see. This I is think. a team that's at least building the right direction, though. Those are like stale teams that they think are contenders that lose in the first round, right? Like yeah, no one yeah. looks at this team and says, "Yeah, we're poised to push for a championship." No, no, right. no, I wouldn't say that, but I would say Colorado is. They just signed New Hook and Ranta, our boy Sampo. Congrats to Sampo as well, but I think the Avalanche are the scariest team right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> New they, Hook is... they, they could bring up New Hook and Ranta. They could both play NHL right now if they want. Oh, man. That's a tough roster to make, but <laughs> I mean, those guys are uh, insanely talented. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't have enough time here on this uh, particular segment to talk about New Hook and some of those other ones. But when you guys come back on uh, yeah. again, we will because New Hook is like I-, I had the pleasure of watching him play for the Victoria Grizzlies, you know, out here in the BCHL. And the guy's an absolute stud. He ripped up the BCHL. He had time for us when I was doing like local radio and stuff like that. So he's a he's a good kid. And I know in his first season with college, we just all knew he was going to rip it up. And and he did. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised that he went pro. I would have liked to him and Boldy to to stay in, you know, Me too. the dream team and go go all the way and try to win a championship next year. But again, congrats to all these guys. Uh, excited to see some of them make their pro debuts and maybe even a NHL debuts very soon. All right, you guys talked about going to Pittsburgh soon. Going to make some content with there. You just recorded a podcast. Remind us uh, who's coming up on the podcast um, and plug away anything else you guys have at everything college hockey. Yeah, yeah, for this podcast, I mean, I don't know. It depends. So we're going to have the national champion, uh, the Catholic National Championship on next next week. Um, on this week, we do have Colorado Avalanche star Kale McCarr coming on. As long as we just have Blake Lazat from L.A. Um, we have Mark Michaelis from Vancouver. And then uh, and then Scott Perunovic from St. Louis we had on today as well. Nice. So that's going to be this week's pod for the Frozen Four loaded. special. It is a loaded guest list. but uh, That yeah, is quite the roster, boys. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that myself. Yeah. Excited to, to plug that away here on the Soda Pod as well. And as always, always love having you guys here for this segment. I know you're, uh, you're going to be busy in the next uh, week or so, but whenever you're free, you know uh, – you know the keys to the castle are yours. Send me that <laughs> intro, James, so I can plug this into your feed too. And yeah. we'll see you guys soon. Hey, have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, at the Frozen Four, it's gonna be it's gonna be outstanding. Excited to see your guys' content. As always, we'll share anything that uh, that you guys have coming out. And I'm I'm sure I'll hear from you before then. So uh, oh, thanks yeah, again, absolutely. guys. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks for having us on. Have a blast, boys. Yeah, we will. We will. Cheers. Uh, the boys, Connor and James from Everything College Hockey. 
They had a hell of a cameraman there. Or maybe it was just James. I don't know. But those boys are so much fun. Uh, a pleasure. They joined the, the hoppy hour. Yeah, they should have joined the hoppy hour. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's great featuring them on the, the NCAA as it really rounds out the segment since, uh, since I don't really know what I'm talking about. He kept throwing it back. So what do you guys think? And I'm sitting there like, oh, man, hoppy, come on. <laughs> Answer the question. I wanted to just wait and be like, Isha, you go first this time. Yeah, Pigeon just uh, solos me again right when they ask. So what do you guys think? What? Like halfway <laughs> drinking a beer? Takes me out of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> what a lineup of guests on their next show, though. Holy yeah. Oh, man. Um, unbelievable stuff. All right. Well, that's pretty much the end of this show. Thanks, everyone, tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and back on the podcast. New podcast every Monday and Thursday. Live stream every Sunday and Wednesday. Thanks to everyone who tunes in on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you can do for us this week is to give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and leave us a kind review. Uh, if you're a fan of the sport of hockey and you want more of a hockey podcast fix, we got everything for you at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. A podcast or two about your favorite National Hockey League team, as well as a show covering every niche in the sport and growing. So again, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find the shows on your favorite podcast apps. Uh, if you could be so kind, download the episodes before you listen as it just helps our business. Don't forget to follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod on Twitter and Facebook and the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on all social media. Hoppy, you can find him on Instagram and Twitter at State of Hoppy. I'm not going to lie, folks. That was a tough one. Got Started off strong, kind of went downhill in the, in the mid portion, but then ended strong with the boys at Everything College Hockey. And that was a lot of fun. So thanks to everyone tuning into the podcast and live stream. Signing off, I'm Isha Jerome, alongside the State of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, men? We good. Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real, long-form conversation like this. 
I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.